gracious good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour podcast, where we discuss the joy and excitement of UofL women's athletics, and certainly a lot of exciting things going on in this past week, exciting things to come this week as well. So we're going to have a fun time with it today, going through everything. We've also got four out of our five regular participants here on the show. Daryl uh, allegedly is headed to Indianapolis to go watch basketball, so we wish her the best of luck with that. But we do have, believe it or not, Case Hoskins back with us after what seems like three centuries of him being gone. And i got to ask right off the bat, Case, what is it? Uh, did you have a flat tire on both cars? <laughs> did, did something happen where, you know, you, you, there's martial law going on in Shelbyville or Maybe you're resting up for dawn at the Kentucky at Shelby County Fair, or maybe Churchill under the lights tonight. What is it? What 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 keeps you home today? Why what are you with us? No, I, it's it's funny because it's it's been so long since I've been on that I actually don't remember the last time that I the first time that I was out. Um, almost made it in the middle of the month. I guess it was the twenty second. I I was supposed to be here and. Um, we came back from our vacation and Lindsay was like, oh, I have a work, uh, day at the zoo. I was like, oh, what time? 11 to one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a, a fun time. Been all over the place. Been to, I guess, three different states since then. And a lot of Saturdays that were busy today, you know, I'm trapped in by fair traffic, so I couldn't go anywhere. I'm still thinking it's either fair traffic or you're going to dawn to a downs after dark tonight, you know. My sister-in-law actually is going tonight for a work event with uh, her husband. and so Yeah, taking Chris, huh? Yeah. No, my sister-in-law, uh, yeah. It's, it's rock sister. night tonight. Rock night? They're going to have a concert? They're going to have rock and roll out there. I, I heard the band earlier this morning. I forgot the name of them already. Uh, Helix or something like that, maybe. I don't know. But uh, rock and roll at the Downs tonight. That ought to make the horses feel real good in the paddock, huh? You know, they go get out there and all of a sudden, blam, 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 blam. Well, they'll, they'll just need their soothing topical ointments. <laughs> yes, and I'm sure Bob Baffert's got plenty of that. Yeah. yeah. As long as it's supplied and not ingested. Okay, that seems to be the rule of thumbs. But the, in addition to case, we got Jared Anderson in the house with us today as well. Jared coming in here to defend his title in the Cardinal Couple Quiz. He's been studying, I think, since about 7 o'clock yesterday morning on any UofL subject. I finally tipped him off on what it be. But what's been going on with you, Jared, this week? Lots and lots of... Uh work with people calling out sick and being on vacation and whatnot and visited McNeely Lake Park for the first time ever yesterday which was pretty neat never been out there before got home and fell asleep about nine o'clock and woke up about 8 a.m today that used to be years ago McNeely Lake was where UofL had their intramural rowing contest each year I actually took part in that a couple years with the a teammate, we would hop into canoes and go out on this course and try to win the thing in the fraternity division. I don't think we ever finished in the top half. 
<laughs> Jeff McAdams in the house as well. Jeff was talking about internet security early, and if anybody would know about that, it'd probably be him. What's going on in the world, Drift? Oh, you know, I'm just uh, celebrating uh, Amanda Ekic's great pitching performance and UC Fullerton winning the World College <laughs> Women's College World Series, you know? Uh, I thought the banana slugs had her wrapped up too, but unfortunately. Yeah, you know. Uh, Fullerton's the mass, the, uh, was it tusks up? It wasn't banana slugs. It was, um, ah! not Mastodon. It's not a, it's not a, a, uh, <laughs> a mascot quiz this week, but we've got one. Yeah, anyway, it seems it's like, like el- elephants or something, something like that. I don't know. Anyway, but, Fullerton. uh, Titans, yeah. they're the Titans. Yeah. I saw elephants on the wall last night too, but it wasn't because of softball. All right, but uh, yeah, it, it was a nice win by Oklahoma. We'll get into that in just a little bit and talk about Oklahoma's win. Yeah, uh, I do want to throw one thing out real quick. We do have uh, we're kind of jumping the gun on this. We're going to talk about it a little bit, but uh, the U of L three v three team is playing currently on uh, the three v three tournament that they're in. Uh, I do have the scoreboard graphic up on the the stream, so. If you want to check in on the stream, you can see the score as it's progressing. So and we'll so certainly go to you from time to time to see how our girls are doing it. Mm-hmm. So we've got very excellent players in there. Three who played last year, and of course the addition of patron for holes to that squad. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. Excited about them. As for myself, just a kind of a busy week of uh, Sony being on vacation this week. We're doing a lot of things around the yard around the house took a couple day trips and also dined out every evening that's right got to go out and eat every evening pretty cool but uh, i've had indigestion for the last three days so what does that tell you the banana slugs are uh, uc santa cruz by the way santa cruz yeah oh, okay yeah and who is the santa fullerton? fullerton are the titans that's the Titans. baseball team, okay. so I'm not sure what the – let me see what the softball team is. Yeah, I think it's uh, – I'll go with Titans over Slugs any day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the women's teams are also the Titans. Yeah. Hmm. Did they call them the Lady Titans or just the Titans? It just said Titans. Okay. Well, it's California. But the yeah, Greek they, Titans they were both male and female, so – They do not sense. dip into the, uh, the Lady in front of – Teams out in California for a rule. That's usually a southern thing, I think, mostly. Mm-hmm. But and has drawn the ire of some of our readers before too, about putting "lady" in front of a team's name. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not either, really, and yeah. I, I don't understand why they do that. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, if you're going to the game, you're pretty sure the ladies are playing if you've got tickets for it. So why, why, you know? Do you have to accentuate it by saying that? My favorite is that it's traditional to call them ladies, and yet all of the high schools in the South also call their girls' teams ladies, but they're too young to be actual ladies, so it's it's not even right anyway. Yeah, the discrepancies <laughs> of naming yeah. of schools and such. And we'll put the NCA on this, and they'll have us an answer probably by 2030. <laughs> No, they'll have to wait for Congress to act on it. <laughs> yeah, the NCAA yeah, will make a ruling, but then we'll have to go to the IARP for an appeal. Mm-hmm. Just as long as it isn't the International Olympic Committee, that could take forever. Boy, they've, they've had some 
Uh, Some fun old Japan Olympics and whether to do or not. That's been interesting. But we'll get into a little bit of that baby later on. Right now, it's time to jump into some scheduling and Twitter information. Now, in case I got to warn you, Jared's been doing a bang up job on this. Now, we, we can bring you back into it. However, you know, I, I think I'm going to rate you two. And I'll listen to Jared's last week and yours, and then I'll decide down the road who's going to continue to do it. The pressure but, is on you, Case. We were done by 11.06 last week. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm already losing. I'm already down. Hey, <laughs> right, Case, we, we, we're going to send you in. Get yeah. a good hit. See if you can move the runners. You got it. On the schedule, Jeff and I were commenting about this before anybody else was on the call today. Um, it's nice on the homepage of Go-Kart's website. You can see that the last thing on the schedule was May 29th, and the next thing on the schedule is September 6th. So, um yeah, we ain't, don't have ain't nothing in there otherwise. Nothing. They haven't put any of the fall sports schedules in yet. Obviously, those are not finalized, so they wouldn't have done that. Uh, there are two U of L related events ongoing this weekend, though. Um, like we mentioned, the U of L three v three basketball team is playing right now. Uh, they're guaranteed to be playing tomorrow because all eight teams in pool play will advance uh, to the quarterfinals. So, uh, quarterfinals for that start tomorrow morning early. And then also starting tomorrow is a wave two of the uh, Olympic qualifying trials for swimming. Uh, L has nine uh, women swimmers competing in the wave two um, with, I guess, what you would call B cuts uh, of Olympic swimming. So uh, they'll try and advance to, to the U.S. Olympic team uh, starting tomorrow. So be sure to follow along with that. We'll have some notes here. Other than that, I uh, haven't seen anything on Twitter or otherwise to note any other U of L events upcoming. So that's the two things on the schedule this weekend. And then by the time you get to the midweek, we're back to empty again. Um, as for our Twitter accounts, I'll have to remember them all. It's been quite a while. Uh, I, I tweet as at best case scenario. Uh, I can't forget that one. I'm on it every single day. So that's BST case scenario. Jeff is at Jeff McAdams and at Card Couple Radio. Um, with the empty schedule, the card a couple radio tweet drafts are also pretty empty. So uh, <laughs> follow along with Jeff's personal account there. Paulie tweets as at Cardinal Couple. Um, Jared is at Mr. Anderson Jared. And Daryl is at Daryl Faust 4. Uh, as always, if you want to keep up with what is going on in the latest of UofL Women's Athletics, we have the UofL Women's Athletics list on the right side of the Cardinal Couple website. So you can... Uh, check in there and add that to your Twitter yourself, or it live updates if you're on the site. So you can just follow along right there. That's it. Scheduling and Twitter. I took three minutes. That's pretty fast. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go back and listen to Jared's last <laughs> come up with a winner here. I don't know right now. It's a, the judges are going to ask for a fill. And hopefully there's no inquiries or objections by any of the other trainers or jockeys. But uh, there it is. Good and done. And Case had mentioned earlier about the three-on-three cards. Let's go ahead and just kind of start with that a little bit. Case did write about that this morning in the Saturday Cardinal Couple article. If you want to jump in and read that, great information on that is we've got four, and maybe not the four that I would have said would be playing in this, but certainly four very good players on the Cardinals team. Three you played last year and one who is coming into the program this year as a freshman. So, Case, what's going on with this stuff here? We got four girls out there playing three-on-three. How is that possible? 
Yeah, like you mentioned, it's a little surprising to not see uh, Olivia Cochran or Haley Van Lith uh, in this event. They were both uh, participants for the USA uh, previously. But um, Liz Dixon acting as the big player, um, almost every three-on-three team is going to need at least one of those. Uh, and then three guards. You've got Mikasa Robinson, Kiana Smith, and uh, Peyton Verhulst, like you mentioned. Uh, Peyton is the tallest of the guards, and she's actually been playing really exciting defense um, and yeah, hitting hitting a few a shots so far. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely tough. Uh, Louisville's first game is against the only team in their group that is not made up made up of collegiate players. Uh, so they're taking on the team's called Force Ten. Um, most of those players in their mid to late twenties. So um, definitely a, a physical and age disadvantage for the cards here. Um, but the rest of their games are going to be against uh, college teams. They've got Oregon and Maryland uh, in their pool today, uh, later on today. Their next game is at four-something. Um, so they'll have a big break between these two games. Um, and like I mentioned in the article, five of these eight teams are collegiate teams, and then the other three are all uh, adult players, um, post-grads. So it's definitely an interesting mix-up because on the men's side there are 15 teams and none of them are collegiate teams so um probably some men's coaches not wanting their players to go play in an event where they could potentially pick up a a knock or something when they're trying to get their summer ready but for uofl uh i think that jeff walls if he had anything to do with creating this team put together some players that he knows he's going to be seeing on the court at the same time um knows that have some things that they need to work on together. Uh, Kiana Smith, I would say, maybe needs to work on her ball handling a little bit and creating offense for herself because uh, she's going to be asked to do that a lot this year. Um, Haley Van Lith is, is definitely a creator, but uh, Dana Evans is is another creator that is now missing, so Kiana Smith's going to have to make some of her own offense instead of just being a spot-up shooter. Uh, Peyton Verholst, um, obviously she's just trying to get acclimated with the rest of the team. And Mikasa Robinson, who is... Uh, defensively a fantastic player for a 3v3 setting um, and the high energy high intensity uh, especially in this low space environment uh, is definitely a killer um, but they'll need her to work on her offense moving forward throughout the year so uh, I think that if if like I said coach Walls had anything to do with this it's probably to to try and get Casa getting some open looks in the 3v3 environment to to work on her offensive moves and rebounding and putting balls back and uh, with the quick passing uh, of the 3v3 environment, I think it's definitely helping her a lot see the floor offensively and defensively and, and get out of her own head. And then I, one thing I really like about this configuration of these four players too, Jared, and maybe you can comment on this a little bit more, is the fact that they've included Peyton Verholz coming in as a freshman. She's had limited experience with these other three players, obviously, until now. So maybe some practice sessions, but nothing, nothing like going on now. This is great experience for her, a great experience for her to get to know some of the major Cardinal figures that are going to be playing this year. Yeah, it, it's kind of like a great introductory type period for Peyton right now, just to get a feel for her future <laughs> teammates or I guess now it'd be current teammates and just how they interact with each other, how they move and perform on the court, just their style of play. Uh, you're able to really start anticipating what they're going to do on the court with the experience over time and just being able to play together and some of those nonverbal communication skills that you're going to develop among each other over time. Uh, so 
it's almost to me it almost reminds me of like when you have like an nfl type preseason where it's just your chance to kind of get people out there and, and let them play a little bit loosen up but also just get a feel for each other again uh, it, it can't hurt you so i think it's a good thing at this point and, and one that we could take this a little bit out of the box here, Jeff, and, and look at it this way too is Jeff Walls maybe was signaling to us, the fans, and to the rest of the team that, hey, this might be four of my five starters if you want that fifth role. And obviously, I think the fifth role would may have to go to Haley Van Lith, but is Walls trying to make a statement here, Jeff? Interesting. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that it's going out on much of a limb of a statement though i i think if we you'd asked us all to come up with our starting lineup this is a pretty good and pretty likely selection of money so um yeah i wouldn't be surprised to see these these four plus probably hbo out on the court starting lineup come fall come winter and also when you when you throw in the the, the possibilities of Olivia Cochran, obviously, you know, uh, earlier for the cards last year, the cards getting in two very, very good transfers. I was an Emily Engsler. Oh, well, she was something else when she yeah. was playing with the Cuse. And then Chelsea Hall may be overlooked by some, but had a very good career at Vanderbilt. So maybe Wallace is throwing down that first torch and saying, okay, here's the line who wants to cross it. Yeah. And let's but, not forget that, that Olivia Cochran also has had some experience in the 3v3 basketball world this summer when she went and played in the training camp with the U.S. national team that went to play international levels and eventually went on to uh, be part of the um, Olympic qualifying. So, I mean, she's she's had some experience in this realm as well this summer. So Certainly so. And we wish them the best of luck out there as they go for a couple of days of event and all uh, – I'll see if I can hook up with our buddy Nick down there at the campus and see if I might be able to get some post three by three reaction with maybe one or so of the players and see what he can set up for me. Because I'm assuming they're all going to go back to campus after this is done. Of course, you know what happens when you assume. But I'll find out from Nick and see if we can possibly work something out to bring that to the website later on. Maybe could be fun to kind of get their reactions on it. Maybe especially from Peyton, since it's her first kind of go around. Mm -hmm. So score update real quick. It is 12 to 9 with a little over two minutes left. So, um, you know, these are quick games. They're a lot of fun to watch. And, and do we have this advantage at 12 yeah, to 9? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're, we're up 12 to 9, yeah. Keep yeah. hitting, girls. Louisville hitting. Uh, is making a, a number more threes than, uh, than Force 10. So, Except there are twos in this game. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Threes account as two. Yes, and, yeah. and Tuesday yeah. has one. <laughs> yeah. I'll spend regular, some time thinking about that one then. Mm. Yeah, regular field goals are one point. Beyond the three-point arc are actually two points. So Certainly, if we'll keep us going in on this as things develop there, as we we can do that live. But uh, let's kind of switch uh, venues and, and switch type of ball being used and go back to something. I think we all had a lot of fun kind of tracking and following this past week. And that was the course a college world series for softball where number one seed oklahoma lost their first game out there but came back out of the losers bracket and ended up going all the way knocking at florida state two games to one in the championship uh, this was fun softball one former card involved jared but certainly fun to watch 
Yeah. <clears throat> no offense to Florida State, but I was pulling for Oklahoma. Just not always the greatest experience in the past with uh, some of the Florida State fans when they've come to town for different events. So uh, I was I was happy to see Oklahoma go ahead and and win it. And I think a lot of us are still maybe a little. Uh, not thrilled with how the uh, four-game series concluded up at Ulmer Stadium earlier this year with the uh, situation of having to leave because of a flight at that point. I think we all just want to be like, well, you know, let's just give Louisville the win if that's going to be the case. But uh, either way, obviously both excellent programs and uh, fun to watch. Lots of excitement. I was I think a lot of us wanted to see JMU go a little bit further, but just what they were able to pull off and accomplish was impressive. Uh, but just being able to watch high-tier softball like that is quite enjoyable. I think the whole nation wanted to see JMU go further. <laughs> Except the Oklahoma fans wanted to see JMU go further. <laughs> yeah, they were the kind of darlings they upset minded team of this tournament for sure but you know and, and i was in the skeptical side of me was looking at this the other night too and said well yeah oklahoma won it was in oklahoma city and that's definitely a part of you know not too far from where the oklahoma campus is right okay fine maybe not though but certainly they had the fan base there oh, yeah. about huge that. crowd for them absolutely and oklahoma state also who was in that they had some fans there were not rivaling i think the the turnout that Oklahoma had, Patty Gasso has done so much with that program, and they've had such a good, good run out there, and uh, they they took it all. Uh, I don't know, Jeff. This was just fun softball for me to watch because there weren't any major blowouts, and uh, certainly all the games when you got down to the finals down here well, were within reach in the seventh inning. There was nothing, you know, where there was a run rule involved or anything like that. It seemed like both teams had a chance. Yeah, I think there in I think in the whole Worthens College World Series there maybe was one one rule game. Um, these were good games. I mean, you, you expect that to a degree at this level of play, but uh, it was it was definitely really fun, and it's so much fun to watch. Um, you know, I was chatting with a friend who doesn't typically watch any women's sports to speak of. Um, and he was commenting about how much fun he had watching the Women's College World Series. And, and his comment was how quick of a game it is uh, in comparison to baseball. And I said, and I pointed out to him, I said, yeah, and you're watching the Women's College World Series where games are going two, two and a half hours compared to normal college softball games that maybe go about 90 minutes typically. I said, WC, WCWS was actually playing slower than normal college softball. So I, I think I'm, he was also an FSU fan. So, okay, fair enough. Um so I think maybe there's another convert to, to, to watching college softball. It's, it's a great product. Um, I think it's a perfect example of how fantastic and how much great viewership and, and engagement you can get from bands when it's actually pushed and marketed on par or at least partially on par with, with men's uh, sports. And one of the things I think that also may have played into a little bit were the weather conditions out there in Oklahoma City where, uh, boy, one of these games I think lasted 20 in the morning. Yeah. Rain delays and such like that. But the bigger question, and I'm going to throw this in case you think about this, they are playing this tournament half the time that they played the Men's College World Series. That's doesn't quite seem right to me your thoughts on this yeah i think the um 
I don't know exactly what the number of teams that make it. I, I guess it's the same, isn't it? Um, the same number of teams get mm-hmm. in. Yeah. I, I guess the argument from the NCAA's side um, would be that I, this is a bit they're cynical. shorter games. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I was gonna I was gonna make that point too. They're shorter games, so the yeah. rest the rest and like recuperation should be a little bit faster. You would anticipate you can get more games in in a day. Um, that kind of stuff. And then the cynical side would be that, you know, we talk about the popularity of women's sports and to the NCAA's credit, they were able to negotiate and get all of these games on national television. Um, and to do that, you know, there are other events that go on during the summer. There's other things that you're competing with for airtime. And if you can knock out the entire, you know, tournament in a, in a shorter amount of time, then there's a better chance of getting all those games aired. Um, that's not the the coolest reason ever, but uh, if it can become more popular, and I think we saw some photos and videos of crowds there, they were uh, stunning. I mean, they were, they were completely full for the entire tournament. So um, I think that as you can grow that popularity and you can probably bring some more ad time, then to our uh, discredit as fans, we'll have to endure <laughs> more time in between games and, and longer commercial breaks and stuff like that. Um, but... For now, I, I think that those two things play into it, the length of the games and then just trying to get it all on TV as quick as you can. Yeah, certainly television and advertising dollar are a big part of any scenario like that. You had to work all that in. Uh, one of the things that uh, I thought was pretty interesting, though, is that the two conferences, which have long considered themselves the powerhouses of college softball, D.C., and the other being the Pac-12 did not have a team in the final. And I was pretty thrilled to see that happen, okay, because we, we hear about SEC schools every year and how great they are and everything they do. But guess what? No SEC school in the final. I like that. I will say this, too, for um, for all that people really like Cinderella's and stuff like that, I, I think one of the best things about – and this is, you know, in the MLB and college and um, college and men's or baseball and softball. I think that the way that their tournaments are structured and the way that the games work with series and all of that, I think a lot of times the better teams end up winning these tournaments, um, which is, I think, what you're going for when you're going for a national tournament, you're going for a national championship. It's fun and exciting to root for um, a, a Cinderella, but... I, it, whenever JMU won the first game over Oklahoma, it was like, "Wow, that's really cool." And then when Oklahoma made it out of the uh, out of the elimination bracket, you're like, "Oh, okay, so they're going to go to the final." And it, it's just it's unfortunate if you're a Cinderella fan, but I think if you're the type of person or the type of team that wants to win because you think you're the best, um, just because you have an off game or or a team gets lucky, you're happy to have that you know second chance to win. And I, I think to the credit of the way that baseball. Uh, at all levels is structured that you end up getting the the best team winning the the trophies. Certainly, uh, congratulations to Oklahoma, who kind of also debunked the myth that you need three or four pitchers to do this, because in the final two games of that, they went with one pitcher, and she did a wonderful job shutting down Florida State. Definitely, it helps to have pitching strength in the earlier part of this. Don't get me wrong, but. When it came down to the best out of three, Oklahoma's pitcher was by far, I think, the dominating factor out there for them. 
she did a really good job for them. And so something for Louisville to strive for. Let's see if we can get out there and enjoy some of that excitement for Louisville softball next year in the WCWS. Obviously a hard road to hoe in the ACC when you have powerhouses like Florida State, two teams that also did very well this year, Clemson and Duke coming in and putting in very good seasons for the ACC. Holly's got her work cut out for her, fellas. Uh, let's, uh, let's switch courts and venues again, shall we? Let's go ahead and take this on up to the town of Indianapolis where Dana Evans will be appearing today with her Chicago Sky as they take on the Indiana squad today. Uh, Dana's got a new role, guys, and, and Jared, I think it's one she's going to enjoy. Oh, yeah. Um, the move for her going up to Chicago is definitely a lot closer to home, friends and family. Uh, it looks like maybe Chicago may be more interested in what she can bring to the table versus what kind of Dallas was doing there. And kind of felt like Dallas was underutilizing her for the most part. So I think she'll have a better success up in Chicago and be able to perform more to her abilities up there. Yeah, and I think one of the things, too, is that down there at, at Dallas, they were really hyping Arike and also Marina Mabry as their duo of superstars. Uh, and obviously, let, let's not take anything away from the Chicago Guard contingent. You know, obviously, some of the stuff that's going on up there, of course, not really a guard, but you've got Candace Parker, who's all world at anything she does. Uh, and then, you know, Vandersloot. Very, very talented ball player as well, certainly. Uh, they've got some, some Kalia Copper, another good player as well. But I think Dana will see some more time and hopefully play yourself into a position where if it doesn't happen with Chicago, maybe somebody three or four years down the road takes a look and says, hey, this Evans girl doing some good stuff over there. I wonder if we could bring her over to our school or our, our pro franchise and maybe give her a start. So. Let's hope Dana has a great game today against an Indiana team that, uh, well, not doing so great this year. But let's hope that they can get their win against them again. Uh, fellas, it's uh, about 1130. Uh, anything else that we want to get into before we get into this quiz? I think maybe a little bit about the Director's Cup. Jared, if you wanted to talk about that a little bit. Louisville uh, coming in 23rd in the IMG Director's Cup. Yeah, so the Director's Cup obviously will take in every single sport out there, and the better you perform, the more points you earn. So obviously the National Championship should get you up to the full max 100 points, and then you kind of work yourself down from there. Uh, not qualifying for an NCAA tournament or for a bowl game, per se, for football will easily lose you some points, which we did see with the our football team and men's basketball team this year. I haven't gotten to the spring sports calculation yet, but I wouldn't. I don't expect to see any points for most of our spring sports, honestly. Other than you get the men's ten, men's tennis, women's tennis, men's golf, women's golf, who all had some performers in the the tournaments and championships. Uh, it was actually it, it was a little bit rough of a year for many of the U of L sports. It, it feels like so. I think the twenty third ranking is okay. In other years, we've seen the cards perform way better. And then when you also don't carry other sports such as gymnastics, rifle, 
bar polo, etc. There's many sports that UofL does not carry, so they automatically don't get any points for that. That can also set you back some too when you do get to the schools that may that will carry you higher than the 21 sports UofL does. You mean um, so some of it goes? Y- yes, exactly. <laughs> I think at this point has thirty some. Yeah. is possible. So part of that comes into the, the money play and your bigger programs or more donors. Uh, th- those programs are more likely to do better. So there's a side of it that you can't really control, but the other side is you expect your teams that you have to perform well, such as women's basketball, who had another great year, uh, volleyball, field hockey, who had fantastic years. That's just the expectation, especially when you come to Louisville. So I think we'll see some other programs turn it around for next year. And, you know, Jeff, I'm going to see if I can get a sit-down with Vince Tyree about this, but uh, I think it's time for co-ed bobsledding. That's the club <laughs> this up. Now that we've got Daryl on board, and you know, she's obviously pretty athletic, I think Sonny would be able to fill in if we needed anything. Katie would probably give it a go. Uh, guys, we've got, the, we've got the perfect area to practice down by the old radio station down there on Peterson. <laughs> co-ed bobsledding, Jeff, are you ready? You in? I think it's more like if it will get something like uh, sand volleyball first, but you know, all right. <laughs> the thing is, can't can we all get eligible? That's the thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I can squeeze any more hours. I've already graduated, so we'll see. But all right, so fun stuff on all that there. Certainly, Maisha Hines Allen been doing some great things too, as well with Washington, and uh, don't want to, you know, slight her or anything. She's been really been playing good ball up there against the. Uh, some quality opponents and, and and playing on the same team with Tina Charles, uh, mm-hmm. you rarely see the ball <laughs> because that's kind of the black hole. You throw it into Tina and it never comes back out. She just puts it up. It doesn't need to for the most part, but yeah, <laughs> that's true. But Maisha have been uh, doing very well and yes. some points. And can you imagine that team if they had Atlanta Deladon on it? Oof. Mm. That would be a scary basketball team. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right, fellas, let's go ahead and move on into the Cardinal Couple Worldwide quiz for the day. Before we jump into that, uh, final score update from the 3v3 was level 16, force 10, got 10 appropriately. So. Oh, so they won 16-10? And they had to yeah. force all 10 of them. Yeah. <laughs> Currently, uh, we've got a team called Legacy that I'm not familiar with, and NC State is playing in a different pool, so. Is Miss Wolf there? No. Doubtful. Darn. Darn it. How about Wes Moore? Is he on the sidelines with his bag of pork rinds? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to see. It's a little darker. When it's <laughs> there, so. Can't tell. It's not an event unless Wes and Miss Wolf are there, okay? Sure. Saying. Today's quiz is going to be about hooping it up. That's right. We're going to talk about 2021 and 21-22 Louisville women's basketball. Uh, if you're listening for the first time, if you've never taken the quiz before, we asked our contestants 10 questions. They're worth 10 points each. Either they get them right or they don't. And then there is a bonus question at the very end. They can choose to take the bonus or not. If they take the bonus and get it correct, they will get an additional 20 points. If they miss the bonus, they will lose 20 points. And if they don't take the bonus, nothing happens. Their score remains the same. But uh, three contestants today, Jared Anderson, our two-time returning champion, 
against Jeff and Case in our quiz today. So, Jared, since you are the champion, we'll let you have the first answer for the first part of the quiz. Gentlemen, here we go. Question number one. Cards women's basketball outscored opponents by A, 20.1 points, B, 18.7 points, C, 16.1 points, or D, 9.1 What did they outscore their opponents by, Jared, as an average on the season? 2018, uh, 16, or 9, that rounded off. Hmm. I've baffled them already. I, I want to say we had a, a decent year offensively, but also at the same time, there were some games that we did not put out great offensive numbers. I, I don't remember a lot of them being close within double or single digits, but I don't think we were blowing teams out of the water. Uh, what were the middle two again? You had 20.1, 18.7, 16.1, or 9.1. It's kind of a, a coin flip, but I'm going to go the 16 number. He goes with C, 16.1. Jeff, you'll go second in the early part of our quiz. Uh, is that the answer you want, or are you going to go elsewhere? Uh, I was, it's, this is pretty much a guess for me, but I was going to guess 16 as well. So, yep. Jeff online with the 16.1. So case it's up to you. Do you stay with the guys or do you break it on your own? Well, I, know, I know it was over 20 for about the first quarter of the season. Um, but I don't know that they held pace long enough to keep it at 18 for that time. But I'm going to go off on my own, and I'm going to say 18 anyway. Case goes with answer B, 18. The margin was 76.8 compared to 60.7, which breaks it down to 16.1 points per game. So check marks for Jeff and Jared on that one. Case starting out with a zero. Okay. Question number two. Three cards WBB players ended up in double figures for the season. Which one of these players I'm about to name did not end up in double figures? Was it Dana Evans, Kiana Smith, Haley Van Lith, or Olivia Cochran? Jared, which one of those four did not end up in double figures? Evans, Smith, Van Lith, or Cochran? Well, obviously, it's not Dana. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'd be kicked off the show if I said Dana, which would be funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I felt like Kiana had a, a pretty decent year. It's just kind of torn down to a couple. Um, I feel like Haley saw the floor a lot more than Olivia. So I'm going to have to say Olivia, but don't. Hold me to that. Well, I have to hold you to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we're, my final answer is, is Olivia. It's just uh, not a confident answer. Okay, he's hedging his bet. But anyway, okay, he takes the Olivia Cochran. Uh, Jeff, what do you think about this? Is it someone else besides Olivia? You've got Haley in there, Kiana, Dana. 
Uh, yeah, like Jared, I'm pretty sure it's not Dana. Uh, she even with a postseason slump, she didn't drop that much. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not Haley. Um, ugh, gosh, um, I'm gonna guess Kiana, but like Jared, I'm not at all confident of that answer. An unconfident B, Kiana Smith for Jen. So we've got two different answers, two different contestants. Case, either one of these guys got a right or you got a third answer for us. HVL, final answer. HVL, final answer. Wow. Well, well, at least one confident answer. For I'm not confident in it at all, but no, I wasn't no, going to no. him and haw about it. <laughs> okay. First of all, Dana was at 20.1. That was an obvious strike ad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kiana Smith did average 11.4 points a game. Okay. So it was close. Haley Van Lith, 11.2 ah. points a game. Olivia Cochran, 9.9 points a game. Oh, Paul went tricky on us. Just barely missed that one more throw. We would have done it for probably, but anyway. So. So Jared with the correct answer on this one. Jeff and Case take the X's. So we go into question number three. Jared, this will be your final time going first. I get first three strikes, play. am I just out? Do I get to stop answering the questions incorrectly? <laughs> well, we'll consider some of those foul tips case, okay? So they're not actually counted strikes, okay? You fouled a couple off, all right? Number three. I started all 30 games for Louisville women's basketball. I sure did, all 30 of them. Who am I? Am I Keanu Smith? Haley Van Lith? Olivia Cochran? Or Liz Dixon? Which one of those four started all 30 games for the cards? Jared, Keanu Smith, Haley Van Lith, Olivia Cochran, or Liz Dixon? Ooh, I was waiting on you to say Dana. So that, you, you <laughs> didn't know that it. Too easy. Yeah, um... I'm going to say HBL. He's going to stick with Haley on this answer. Okay, very good, sir. Jeff. Yeah, I was thinking Haley as well. He goes with Haley as well. So we got two Haley's in here. Okay, so you're going to agree with the fellas this time around, or you're striking out on another one? Uh, Well, I know it's not Kiana because Kiana had the ankle thing. Uh, Liz gave up her starting spot to Olivia a couple of games because... They were just starting one big, and I think that the same thing happened the other way around. So, yeah, I'm also in agreement. I think it's Haley. The boys are united on B, Haley Van Lith. Just to give you the numbers on Cam Smith in games, so pretty good for her there. Olivia Cochran had 25 starts. Liz Dixon, a mere seven starts, but saw a lot of time. So the answer was Haley Van Lith starting all 30 games. The fellas got that one correct. All three of them they did, by golly. <laughs> Let us move it on then to question number four this time. Jeff, you will start us out, followed by Case, and then Jared, you'll move to final answer. Question number four. Which state is not represented on our 21-22 Louisville women's basketball roster? Right. I'm going to give you four states. Which one of those don't have a player on our team? Is it A, Florida, B, 
New York, C, North Carolina, or D, Indiana, Jeff? Florida, New York, North Carolina, or Indiana? Wow, this would take me a while to really figure this one out, um, for sure. Um, and the current roster, you said, is that right? Yes, the 21-22 roster, the roster that we'll get to see in the KFCM Center later this season. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess Indiana. He's going with the state of Indiana. Very good. Case, four states to choose from there. Florida, New York, North Carolina, or Indiana, as Jeff picked. One of those sound good to you. This is tough because uh, I don't know most of the incoming players. Um, hmm. Is he going to go with the voice of reason or strike it on his own? <laughs> Wait, you're calling so, me the voice of reason? Florida, That's not a good idea. Florida, New York, so, North so you're Carolina. Gonna pass and let Jared answer, Jeff. That's what I'm <laughs> Florida, New York, North Carolina, and Indiana. Um, let's go with the state of Florida. He's going to go down to Florida for his answer. Very good. All right, Jared, four states to choose from. Which one do you think doesn't cross her? Florida, I had it. <laughs> had to narrow down to the the two they said, and I was kind of hoping they'd both be in agreement on one. <laughs> oh, that doesn't help me out. <laughs> well, both of us guessed, really... so I don't know if yeah, <laughs> that <should help laughs> us anyway. being in agreement would have helped. <laughs> I just because I remember they were talking about. Inksler from New York, so that one I knocked that one out. It's just like, I don't know who we have from Florida or Indiana. Jared's going through his uh, process elimination. I mean, with Dana graduated, did we have anybody else from Indiana? I guess Indiana? That's Final answer? Yeah. Final answer for Jared is Indiana. Alright, so let's take a look at it real quick. Florida Chelsea Hall, our Vanderbilt transfer, was out of Florida. So, so oh. see, I didn't. See Emily Angsler, as Jeff, I think, or someone had mentioned, out of New York and out of North Carolina, of course, Alana Smith. So it leaves Indiana as the state not represented. Indiana, nobody from Indiana this year now that Dana's gone. All right, we're through four questions. Jared remains perfect. The fellas are nipping at his tail low, Jeff, with three correct. I would like to retire a, while I'm ahead. A fella is nipping at his heel. A, a fella, not Case this fella. Says he's a strong closer, not fast out of the gate, but a, clo a strong closer. At is this point, I'm one of those horses that's right? like 18 lengths back on the back straight, so I close my way up to 10th place up. by the end of the race. Just remember, just remember Seabiscuit. Just remember Seabiscuit. Question number five. Which height is most represented on this 2022 roster? I'm going to give you four different heights. You tell me which of these heights is most represented by our players. And Jeff, you are going first. A, five foot seven. 
B, six foot three, C, six foot five, or D, five foot ten? Which one of those heights is most represented on this roster? Five seven, six three, six five, or five ten? Um. Hmm. I'm going to guess 6-3. Definitely going to go with 6-3. Very good, sir. Case. Three others to choose from. One of, the, one of those fits you better. 5-7, five, 6-3, six, 6-5, six, five, or 5-10. Five, um, I know two people are a height of one of these, but I don't know if another one more than two people are. Um... I'm gonna go because I can't think of anybody that's six two or six three, whatever Jeff said. I can't think of anybody that's that height. So I'm gonna go with five ten. He takes the five ten option here. Very good, the five ten option. All right. Jared, we've got two answers out here so far, six three and five ten. Yeah, I don't recall anybody being, a lot of people being my height are relatively close to my height, uh, so I'm going to knock out both of the six-foot options from there, and I'm going with 5'10", like Case. He takes 5'10", as well. So let's take a look at what we've got here. At 5'10", we had one player. 6'3", Olivia Cochran, 6'3". She plays much bigger than that. Who was 5'10"? Kianis. Narika oh. Kono. Kono. Narika Kono. Okay. Oh. Yep. Narika Kono. Our Japanese import. Very yeah. fine. Player. Six three was Olivia Cochran. Six five, of course, Sydney Shetland and Liz Dixon. Five seven, we have Haley Van Lith, Casa Robinson, and Chelsea Hall. All of those are five foot seven. I knew there were two players no. that were six five. I really thought that Haley Van Lith was taller than five seven. Yeah, that's how I was, I was thinking Haley Van Lith was taller, and I had no idea how tall Chelsea Hall was. You, you would think she would be because she, the she rebounds, yeah, and yeah. she plays defense, but they've got her listed as five foot seven. So all three fellas take a strike on that one. No. I, will, I will say, as an aside, watching this 3v3 stream. Haley Van Lith's getting a lot of love out of here when they're showing highlights from previous stuff. She's in there a lot. That's because she paid the big money to get some commercial time. <laughs> we are halfway through the quiz. Everybody's got an X on them. Jeff and Jared battling it out. Case still looking to get on the board as we go into the second half of the I've quiz. I've got a point. I'm yeah, on the board. Oh, did you, you do? That's right. You got one point. That, how, how could I have missed that? That you agreed with everybody else on question number three. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry. I about gave that. my reasoning for all those answers and got it right for that, that purpose. I, I meant to call you in the first go around the horses. It's just you were so far back. I didn't see you. <laughs> so we're going to do the second half of the quiz. Jeff, this will be your final time going first. Which returning Cardinal women's basketball player had the most steals last year out of the four I'm about to give you? Which one of these returnees had the most steals last year? Is it A, Kiana Smith, B, Casa Robinson, C, Haley Van Lith, 
or D. Alana Smith? Which one of these cardinals had the most steals? Uh, I'm going to guess Casa Robinson. Going with the Casa? Okay. She, she was a ball hound. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, Case. Some other good players in there as well. Are you going to go with Casa or are you going to try somebody else? Yeah, I was hoping that Casa was going to be in your list. So that's yeah. my answer. He takes the Casa as well. So that's two for Casa. We go to Jared. You've got Kiana Smith, Alana Smith, Casa Robinson, or Haley Vanlith. Yeah, I'm going to go the uh, all for one, one for all route and agree with them on this one. All the boys are lining up on Casa Robinson on this one. That's the correct answer. First of all, Alana Smith had 16 steals. Kiana Smith in there with 25 steals. Casa Robinson had 35 steals. Haley Van Lith was what I was looking for with 36 steals mm. on the season. Did, close, well, did, did Casa have more steals per game? Oh, I didn't go more to those ratios on it. No, or per minute it might be more. Yeah, per minutes. Because that, that, that was my thinking was that she was definitely the most efficient stealer. Um, but. Yeah. That her, I mean, her... that's why I didn't pick Alana because she didn't play enough. Right. Yeah. I was going on mere number. Not yeah. Yeah. Play, play time got the best of us. Yeah. Request denied. Objection not ruled. Oh, I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I knew we got it wrong. I wasn't I wasn't clamoring for. Oh yeah, yeah yeah no no. <laughs> All right then that'll be fine. Let's go ahead and stay with this steel realm here is this time case you'll be starting things out for us on question number seven and the question is i had six steals against maris i sure did six steals against maris in that ncaa tournament game who am i am i haley van lith am i narika kono am i dana evans or am i casa robinson who is just a habitual criminal on that one with six steals, guys? Van Lith, Kono, Evans, or Robinson case. I remember being really excited about this at the time, and it, that was a very long time ago. That was, that was like three months ago. Lifetime. Um, I, just go with what you know, I think, and say Casa, even though I'm not sure that it's right. He goes with Casa Robinson. Jared, you'll go second this time? Yeah, I'm going to stay on the Casa hype train. He's going to ride Casa down to the the end of this question as well, too. So, Jeff, you've got two Casas in there. Three other contestants as well. One Van Lith, Evans, and, of course, Narika Kono. Yeah, I wasn't confident on this, but uh, I do think uh, I was, I was well, I'm yeah, not confident, but I was guessing Mikasa Robinson as well, so I'll stick with that. All three of the fellows ride D, Casa Robinson, but in the breakout game for her, it was Narika Kono with steals against Maris in that first round NCAA blowout for the card. She saw some extended minutes and definitely performed for Jeff Walls in her time off the bench. So. Update on 3v3 real quick. Uh, NC State got clobbered. Um, the the other team, Legacy, I think was the name, beat them on points. 
Uh, I got to 21 first. Uh, currently up is Maryland versus Oregon, which is in our pool. These are two teams we'll play later on uh, today. Uh, currently tied at four, about a minute and a half in. That'll be a good game right there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We go to question number eight. Louisville women's basketball reached 100 points or better how many times in the 2021 season? How many times did they get to 100? Case it was either once, twice, three times, or four times. How many that, times? That, that last that? answer needed to be a lady. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Song lyric was popping into my head. <laughs> That's fine, Jeff. <laughs> Once, twice, three times a lady? Come on. Yes, anyway. that's, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. One, two, three, or four, Case. Um, four was the number that popped into my head when you started the question, so that's the one I'm going to go with. So he takes the four. All right. Uh, we'll go to Jared next. One, two, three, or four. Which one opened the door for you? Uh, uh we hit a hundred against DePaul. Twice. And after that, I don't know. Three so, times a lady. I'm going to settle with just DePaul one time. He's going to go one. Those blue demons. Okay. Got some interesting answers here in front of you. One, two, three, or four. Are you going to go three times a lady? Or... <laughs> Where are you going to go with this thing? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess two. But it's pretty much a guess. He takes the guess of two. And as it turns out, you were right. We scored mm -hmm. over KU and DePaul. So those right. two opponents gave up 100 points to our Cardinals. So Jeff gets a check mark here. Walked into and that. He walked into one, as they like to say in sports sometimes. But he walked into a win, so that's very good for you. And just taking the as we get in ready to go into question number nine here, uh, so we're going to have to. This will be your final time uh, going first, by the way, Case, on question number nine. We got a close contest going on here with two contestants, and uh, Case playing the spoiler role right now. Question number nine: We beat Louisville twice in the 2021 season. We sure did. We beat those Cardinals twice. Who are we? Are we Florida State, Duke, North Carolina State, or Syracuse? Who beat our Cardinals twice during the year? Case, who did that? I think it was FSU. He's going to go with those Knowles down there. All right. Do you have the Knowles, or do you have another option for us? I thought it was NC State because I thought we lost him in the regular season and then in the ACC championship. Jared has put his rationale and two losses there. Okay, Jeff, you agree with one of these two answers or you get a third option for me? Uh, I think Jared makes a good argument, but my initial response, even before you read the answers, was FSU, so I'm going to join Case with FSU. Got two Noles and one... Wolfpack. It was NC State who defeated us in the tournament. I'm kind of mad because when you asked the question, I thought it was Florida State, and then I didn't pay attention to the answers. 
<laughs> you said Florida State first. I was like, yeah, that's what I thought. That's what it is. Cool. And then didn't pay attention to any of the other answers. And uh, yeah. Sometimes you got to read the directions on the label case before you take the medicine. Okay. That's all I can tell you. It's like one of those tests that you take in school that says read all the instructions, read all the questions before you before you do it. And you get like mm-hmm. a minute to do it. And the 25th question is just write your name and turn it in. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. I think I even may have had that once one time. I did. I was in second grade, and I was the only one out of my whole class that actually did that. And I was cheating off another guy when I took the test, and he got yeah. it wrong, so hopefully I did too. <laughs> Final question of the regular round as we go into question number 10. And uh, let's go back. Jared has a slim lead right now. As we take a look at what our standings are going into question number 10. So, Jared, you'll go first for question number 10. We are the Red Foxes, and we played U of L. We sure did. We're Red Foxes, and we played Louisville. But who are we? Are That's we not a question. <laughs> yeah, I got one in there finally. The only one are... I know for absolute certainty. <laughs> right? <Woo-hoo>! Right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do I even need to give you the options? I'm going to do it anyway. What the heck? A, Marist. B, UT Martin. C, Southeastern Missouri. Or D, NKU. Who are those red foxes, by golly, Jared? Oh, yeah, it's Marist. I remember us talking about that early on. Okay, the red foxes of Marist is his answer. Uh, does that make sense to you, Casey? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> he likes those red foxes, too. Jeff, could they yeah. be right? Yeah, we're all on board, all on board with the red with the Marist. Oh, all the boys like the red foxes, and that, of course, is the correct answer. The Marist red foxes, which I thought was a great mascot. You know, you yeah, gotta that's a good one. Too bad we clobbered them. <laughs> yeah, we beat them pretty bad. That's for sure. Yeah. But you know, that's the way the game of basketball goes. Yep. So we take a look at our scores here. We have Jared clinging to. A 60 to 50 lead over Jeff. Okay. 10 points to the differential between the two. Case is probably going to need to take the bonus to hope and get some good luck here as the bonus question comes up. First of all, we'll find out. Jared, you are in the lead. You have the option. Are you going to take this bonus? Are you going to see if you can hold out on this 10-point lead? Yeah, at least at worst I could get second. So, yeah, let's go for it. He's going for that bonus. I never need to ask Jeff, but I will anyway. Oh, yeah. Take it. And Case, a bonus question, sir? I mean, I'm mathematically eliminated, but I might as well give myself the chance to get zero points on a quiz for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure about the logic, but I'm going to take that as a yes. Okay, buddy. You're in. Our bonus question. Louisville, 43 points. It was the Cards' largest win of the 2021 season. Largest margin of win. 43 points they beat this opponent by. Uh, Let's start with Casey's in last right now. We'll see what he goes with. Your options are, sir, DePaul, Bellarmine, Boston College, or Eastern Kentucky. Which one of those teams did the Cards beat by 43 points? Oh, no. <laughs> you were thinking Marist, huh? A, a little bit, yeah. No foxes here. Oh, gosh. Okay. 
Run them by me again. You have DePaul. You have Bellarmine, Boston College, or Eastern Kentucky. Bellarmine was after the COVID pause, and it was a decidedly um, a not not exactly a thrilling game. Um, it was also right after that NK, NKU game that they barely won. Um, so I don't think it's them. I, I can't win, so it, it doesn't hurt for me to do all of my <laughs> eliminating out loud. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to come up with an answer. Let's just go with DePaul. It's probably not right, but I don't think it was 43. It was a lot, but I'm not, I don't remember, but DePaul. He says they whipped up on Dougie Bruno's team by a bunch. Okay. We'll put that down for you as DePaul. That's what our person currently in second place, and that would be Jeff. You've got four options here. DePaul, Bellarmine, Boston College, or Eastern Kentucky, Jeff, which way will you go? Yeah, much appreciation for Dr. Bruno stepping in at the last minute and playing uh, up in uh, the up in Connecticut. I think it was that was Mohegan uh, Sun. Yes, yeah, Mohegan Sun. Yeah, and uh, just getting obliterated. We that was the game we scored 116 or something to whatever. So I believe it was DePaul. It, that's assuming we didn't beat them by more than that. Honestly, Jeff says it's DePaul as well. Okay, Jared, you got two. To- DePaul is staring at you. Are you going to stay with DePaul or are you going to go one of these other three teams? And you said by the margin? 43 was the margin. 43. DePaul, Bellarmine, Boston College, or Eastern Kentucky? I know we beat DePaul pretty handedly, but I also felt like there wasn't any defense on either side for that. that I just don't think that we were that far ahead I want to say maybe Bellarmine I think we may have just like kind of kicked them out early on and that was it so you're going to go with Bellarmine as your answer here yeah let's go Bellarmine okay let's take a look at what we've got going on here First of all, uh, the Boston College game. Nobody picked Boston College, but that was a 29-point win for Louisville. When they played the Bellarmine Knights, the Cards beat them by 31 points. 31-point win for Louisville. When they faced those Blue Demons, it was a 41-point win. That was close. Eastern Kentucky is the answer I was looking for. Eastern Kentucky, a 101-58 Louisville win. Yep. A 43-point triumph for the cards. So. I always forget how much we beat Eastern by, but it was I knew we did we were close to that with the Paul. So that's right. One made or Narika Kano basket made the difference in this quiz mm-hmm. now. So you are fine. <laughs> Uh, Jared repeats his champion, but it's nothing to put up on a billboard anywhere. He ends up with 40 points. Jeff gets 30 points. Case is back to where he started at zero. So, Might as well at least it's not negative. At least it's not negative. If I could have gone negative, I wouldn't have gone for the bonus. <laughs> I saw Case was getting a perfect score. I meant the other way. So, Case says, Paulie, let me know about future quizzes. I will have something to do that Saturday right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, uh, we've got a little past the seven of the, uh, the, the 
the noon hour here, but let's go ahead and get some final thoughts in before we get on out of here. So, uh, Case, since you tore up the quiz so well, I'll let you start <laughs> out with your final thoughts. Oh, yeah, thanks. Um, I guess I'll just go with uh, one we didn't, we didn't talk about very much. Uh, was Lauren Hartledge snagging another All-American honor um, named to the second team by Golf Week. Uh, and then another note, just to remind people to check out the Olympic tryouts. Um, nine UofL swimmer, nine UofL women swimmers, uh, 12 UofL men swimmers taking part in that. That's over the next uh, few days, and that'll be most of it aired on uh, NBC properties. So be sure to check it out. There you go, watching cards in the pool. A very good squad and some very good stuff they do. Hi, Jared, what do you get for us final thought-wise? Oh, I don't really have anything. Um, you know, hopefully it's a good summer for all of our student-athletes and that they uh, come back to campus in the fall feeling refreshed and, and ready to go for what we will hope to be is a normal non-COVID season. Yeah, amen on that. Let's hope that uh, things do continue to improve as far as the pandemic go and those cases keep continuing to drop. I agree with you. We want our, our young student athletes back in safe and healthy. I agree with that 100%. Jeff, what's on your mind for final thoughts? Uh, yeah, you know, let's throw one final score update from the 3X Nationals. Uh, we got Oregon over uh, Maryland with 34.4 seconds. It's 18 to 16. Uh, these are the two teams that Louisville will still play in pool play later on. Uh, Louisville will come back at 4.55 to play Oregon and then at 6.35 to play Maryland. So uh, check it out. This is a lot of fun to watch. I've been having a ball watching this while we've been talking. Um, it's, it's a fun style of basketball play compact fast-paced flashy um it's it's just a lot of fun uh louisville looks like they could probably do pretty well here and uh yeah um tournament starts tomorrow tournament actual bracket play starts tomorrow so check it out uh twitch.tv slash nba is where you can find it online yeah. i think you've got that linked up on the article today too case but do. doesn't yep have that. So awesome. you can read the, the saturday cardinal couple Click on that uh, link that he's put on there as well, and that'll take you into the excitement of three-on-three basketball. Uh, basketball in June, you gotta love it. Yes, ah, it's fun. So much yeah. fun to watch. There yeah, we go. It's, fun. it's final now. Oregon eighteen, Maryland sixteen. So. How about that? The Ducks. Okay, yeah. the Ducks quack by those terrapins up there. Of course, ducks are always faster than terrapins, right? So there we go. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, final thoughts here. I just want to uh, give a shout out to somebody who is, is doing a wonderful job, probably without a doubt right now, the, the, the best Cardinal representing us in the WNBA, and that's Maisha Hines Allen for the Washington team. Uh, obviously, somebody who's made great leaps and bounds since she began her professional career. She right now up there playing for that mystic team. She has got an average of 14.5 points a game, guys, and 9.0 rebounds. She's almost averaging a double-double in the WNBA. That's pretty impressive. 
Washington, unfortunately, two and five. They haven't quite got their winning ways around yet. But uh, to my Aisha, thumbs up. You exemplified hard work and dedication and desire during your time at Louisville. I'm glad for you that that's continuing in the WNBA. So go get them, Dublé. You know you got some fans here in Louisville cheering your move. All right. With that, we will certainly join you all next week, 11 a.m. for mm-hmm. the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour podcast, unless you know something we don't. Until then, everybody have a great and safe weekend and a good week next week. Thanks for listening to the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to give us a rating or review and subscribe to the show in your podcast player of choice. We're available on all of the major podcast players. And be sure to check out the site at cardinalcouple.com for the daily column bringing you the joy and excitement of mobile women's athletics. Music